Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, Queen. Let's talk about boundaries, baby. Yes. So that is something that comes up a lot with the women that I work with. It comes up a lot in just general conversations that I have. And it's something that women tend to struggle with a lot is creating really healthy boundaries in their life. And something that I think is really important to know and is super helpful is you take the pressure off yourself once you realize and you understand that boundaries are not loud. Like boundaries, when you're creating boundaries in your life, it doesn't have you constantly communicating what your boundary is. In fact, the more that you work on your self-worth and your self-respect, the more silent boundaries become, the less you have to say, because people feel you and people know. And here's the thing. If you're constantly voicing what you will stand for and what you won't stand for, that is coming from an actual wounded place. That is coming from a place for you as a child where you didn't feel seen, heard, or understood are understood and you felt the need to explain yourself to get your point across. And that's a lot of times why women also struggle with boundaries a lot. Men can too, but men are just unapologetic about this usually, which I honestly admire because they're like, no, this is where it is. And this is where it's going to be. And women, while well, we have a lot more emotions. And also since little girls, women have been trained to watch the facial expressions and kind of manipulate and maneuver them, their own selves into becoming who they felt like their parent wanted them to be in order to receive that love, which is what women grow up carrying on into their relationships. And that's why some of you are in marriages where you have a lot of resentment, bitterness, and anger because you do things in order to try to make your partner happy or even with families or friends when the reality is that you are abandoning yourself to people, please. You are abandoning yourself to make somebody else happy. And it's not that person's fault. I know that's a little bit of a cold, harsh nugget, but understanding that if you're struggling with boundaries, it is your responsibility, which also should be empowering to you because that means you get to be the one that creates something different in your life. You, you get to be the one that creates the change. And a little fun fact is those people in your life that truly love you, they are going to be okay with your boundaries. And I know a lot of times we see the quote, you know, <clears throat> of people who 
the people that fall away are the ones that were benefiting from you not having boundaries. And you will experience that as well. And that can feel painful because it's in that you will see the person's true colors, but also understanding that is only a temporary pain versus if you're constantly abandoning yourself to do things for other people, but then you're carrying chaos with inside of yourself and you're carrying the lack of self-respect and lack of self-worth, that's a constant pain that you're carrying within, within you. And also a little bit of a harsh nugget truth is when you are not setting boundaries or you are people pleasing, you are taking from those around you because you're not actually giving from a place of love. You're giving from a place of obligation. And I know this can be a hard chunk to swallow because I remember back when I was in my people pleasing days and I got told, well, you're actually manipulating people because you're doing something for them in hopes of having something in return from them. And I was like, that was like a slap in the face because I was like, I'm not a manipulator, but the reality is, is you are, that is what that is. It's not doing something simply because you love the person and you expect nothing in return, or you're coming from a place of a cup full and you simply, that is who you are. And that is how you show up because that is you being authentic and allowing your yes to be a yes. Like if you go in the Bible, there was a reason that it was said, you let your yes be a yes and a no be a no. And that is what I have come to discover about boundaries is so powerful is yes is a complete sentence and no is a complete sentence. Like if you find yourself explaining yourself, I want you to ask yourself the question question. Why am I explaining myself to this person? Am I doing it because I feel obligated because I want them to understand where I'm coming from? And obviously if somebody asks you to do something, you don't just have to be like, no, but there is a difference between you saying, you know, that doesn't work for me to do that right now. How about another time? Or that right now is not a good time for me to do so, you know, However, the exchange is, but just being honest, raw and real, you're giving that person a gift because in the long run, it's what's going to keep your relationship healthy with those people. And they will learn how to trust you because now they know that you're being honest. They won't feel like you're giving something to them only because you're trying to keep them in their life or you're trying to make them happy. Because if you're anything like me, if I'm in somebody's life, I want them to, I like, if I'm your friend, I want you to be honest. I want you to have the ability to say no. And my kids know this. Like I, I raised my kids this way. I challenged my kids this way on purpose, just to make that they would learn how to use their voice. I don't want you to be in agreement with me to receive my approval. If you do that with me, in fact, my respect level for you will go to zilch. It will drop because I can feel when somebody is doing that with me. And here's the thing you, I want, that's because I want raw, real, authentic people. Like if I ask you to do something and you can't do it, I don't take it personal. I'm just glad that you had the ability to communicate it with me because that is what it's not personal. And so that's, that's the kind of people that I want in my life. And so that's how I show up in people's lives. And so 
let's dig in and help you set some boundaries without you feeling like you need to lash out or explain yourself or without you feeling like you need to really like you're going to hyperventilate if you create a boundary. Cause I know it can be super scary in the beginning. It can feel really raw. It can feel really vulnerable because of the wounded place that you're coming from, because underneath the struggle of placing boundaries and underneath people pleasing is a self-worth issue. You have a fear of being abandoned or you have a, you don't believe you're truly lovable if you communicate what you desire or what you need. You have been, you have conditioned yourself. There's a lie within inside of yourself that you believe since you were a little girl, that if you communicate your needs or your desires or what you want or where you stand or how you think or how you believe about something that one, you're either going to get lashed at or two, you're going to get abandoned. And while you might not have gotten abandoned physically, you might have gotten abandoned emotionally and you could have gotten abandoned and emotionally by it, which was a silent abandonment. And I know like a lot of women have experienced that too, not really realizing they thought they were like, well, I didn't get lashed out as a child. No, but you didn't get supported and reassured that what you were feeling or what you were experiencing or what you were walking through was okay. So the silence can be just as detrimental as the loud. Like if you express yourself, but you got abandoned emotionally by your parents or your parents weren't emotionally available, then you created stories with inside of yourself. And that is the place that you're coming from and you felt the emotional abandonment. And so that's the place that you still make your choices from. And that's why it's so important for us to go inside of ourselves and heal those parts of ourselves because Jesus Christ brought, bought you with a price. Like he died on the cross for you. You are worthy a hundred percent and something that just drives the absolute jigaboo shits out of me is the amount of Christians that I see walking in today's world. And I'm not finger pointing. I am just like, I want to help them is you say that Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. Yet the way that you are living your life is in, is in breadcrumbs. You are settling for shit. Like your relationships are junk. You are the God that we serve can do above and beyond and exceedingly what you can ever think or imagine. But if you, you live your life according to your self-worth and we say this a lot, you know, the churches say it all the time is, you know, about your, you being worthy of who you are in Christ and your identity of who you are in Christ. But if you're not going with inside of yourself and you're not actually doing the inventory, you're not actually doing the inner work. A lot of times you are operating from a place subconsciously, not even, not even aware and you're settling for shit that is not from God at all. And you wonder why you keep going in circles and you wonder why you're in chaos and you wonder why you're in pain and you wonder why you're in toxic relationships. It's because your self-worth is, is down the drain. Like you believe in Jesus in your heart. I mean, in your head, it's head knowledge, but it has not hit your heart because in your heart, there's an identity issue that is going on. I know because I walked it. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And then I almost repeated the cycle by doing it all over again. And I, that was when I got really raw, real and honest with myself. And I faced those parts of myself. And I realized that my self-worth, even though I was like, oh, 
who am I in Christ? You know, I am worthy through Jesus Christ. Yeah. In my head, I knew it, but in my heart was screaming. I am not lovable. I am not worthy. I'm not deserving because I didn't grow up in a way that I was allowed to speak or think what I even wanted or desired. Because anytime that I did, I was either lashed out at, or I was emotionally abandoned. So I, I had a whole bunch of stories that were within inside of myself and I had to like scoop the shit. We had to get the shit out of me so that the word of God could actually be tattooed on my heart, could actually be written on my heart. So I actually could live from that place. So I, so I could start seeing my self-worth, but as long as I had junk in the trunk, I wasn't seeing the self-worth. And so this is where I want to help you today. I want to help you create and set boundaries in your life. And yeah, some of it is going to be painful. Some of it is not going to feel good. Growth isn't going to feel good. It's going to be uncomfortable. But here's the beauty of growth. It takes you to into the next level of freedom of who you are in Christ. And when God sees that you are in a position that is causing constant pain, he is going to want to, to get you out of it. But you have to be willing to step away and let go of those things. So instead of being like, how do I communicate boundaries? How do I get my point across to people? Why are people not seeing me? Why is nobody listening to me? You know, or I did say no, and then they came back to me and they asked me again, or I already said how I feel about something and they continue to be at it. Let's drop all of the people. Let's just focus on you. You, you, you like stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself and then get really raw, real and honest with yourself. How do you think about yourself? How do you view yourself and write it all out, write it down because you will be shocked at the thoughts that you have about yourself. It is going to reveal the answers of why you are where you are in your life because we, you, the big excuse me, a big portion of your life, you run off of your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is your childhood. And so that's why it's important to renew your mind. But with renewing your mind comes facing those parts and pieces of yourself. And so what, when anybody comes to me about setting boundaries, the first thing that I look at is where is your self-worth at? Because nothing in my life changed until I worked on my self-worth. I was explaining myself. I was expressing myself. I felt like I was being sucked under. I felt like I was the most misunderstood person. I felt like people just didn't get me. I felt like, well, if I then, then because of how I'm wired, I would like take shit, take shit, take shit. And then all of a sudden I would flip a switch and then I would, I would be what you, what was, I was name called back in the day. And what they would say, she was a bitch. I don't like saying that word because of that, but I'm just going to be really real. That's where it was. And I did turn into that mode because I didn't know how to communicate it. I didn't, had I, and that was a me issue because I didn't communicate it prior, but I didn't know how. And I was coming from a place of a woundedness. I was coming from hurt. I wasn't coming from love. So when you write out, like, what is, how do you see yourself? How do you view yourself? What are the thoughts about yourself? What are the stories? When did you begin to believe that your voice doesn't matter? When did you begin to do things to receive love from those around you that made you feel loved? 
and write all of those stories out because you get to look at that stuff. You're bringing it to the light. This is why it's really powerful if you're working with somebody because it's like where two or more are gathered because like we pray into these situations and we speak the word of God into it. And then we bring out Bible verses that is a new verse for your identity and where you meditate on that and you marinate on it until it's absorbed in your heart. Because like the saying I say a lot is don't miss it by the six inch gap because you can know something in your head, but not know it in your heart. And you're not going to live it from that place that's in your head because you're going to live it from your place in your heart. Because if you're not believing it, that's still the place you're going to make your choices from. And we want to get that. We want to get those stories out. We want to get those lies that you're believing that are controlling your life. So when did you begin to believe that you were only lovable if you did things to make other people happy? Excuse me. Took a swallow of water. Down the wrong throat. Okay. So the next thing is, is asking yourself, what are your core values? And I remember when I was working with my coach and she asked me this question, I was like, what are my core values? What are you talking about? Like, cause I was never asked these questions. I was so wired and programmed to just simply do and keep doing and keep going. She's like, what are the things that you stand for and what are the things that you do not stand for like what are ultimate no like you do not stand for write down three core values so write down for you write or write down three core values so you know if somebody's asking you to do something and it does not match with that core value that you have do not abandon yourself because when you abandon and you neglect yourself to make other people happy you're going to end up resenting. You're going to end up with bitterness. You're going to end up with anger. It's going to create a wall in your relationships. And especially if you're in a marriage, you, you don't want this. This is stinky winky shit. And this is where a lot of women say, well, I knew I was going to leave him before I ever left him because I tapped out months ago. It's not cool. Okay. I know I was there. I did that too. And I have no regrets of what I did. I'm just saying like some of you are in marriages where you're resenting your partner for something that he's not responsible for. You are responsible for using your voice. You're responsible for communicating your needs and asking him and not building that wall. And men don't like walls anyways. And if they feel like you're resenting them, which feels like not respect to them, then you're going to have a vicious circle because they're just going to be an asshole. So let's get you into your heart. Let's get you into your feminine in your relationship. So you have connection because it's not on him to communicate for you what you need when he doesn't know, when you don't even know. So getting really crystal clear of what, what do I stand for? You know, and also asking yourself, why do I, why do I struggle to communicate my desires and needs? When did I begin to believe that I'm not worthy of having my desires and needs met? And then write all of that down as well. Because what you do is you recreate the stories and then you align it and you look at it and you say, well, is this what God says about me? 
And if you're not working with a coach and you're not working with me, that's fine. But find a mentor or find a few people in your life that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to walk with you. Because here's the thing is this isn't a one-time stop and shop kind of process. You're going to be growing in it. There's situations that are going to come up in your life and you're going to want to backpedal and you're going to want to do the, what you feel is like the easy thing. Cause you're going to want that dopamine hit of just people pleasing. Cause that's what people pleasing is on a fun side note. You also get a dopamine hit and you're just going to want that instant hit. Cause you're not going to want to feel the discomfort of the feeling that comes up because you're afraid you're going to let that person down, you know? And there's also such a thing of saying like, Hey, I would love to do that for you, but right now I can't because I have, you know, I need to rest or I, right now I can't because I'm not in a place or space that my life is allowing me to do so. Like you can state what's going on. It's just when you're over explaining yourself. And when you do these things, when you show up in your relationships like this, you are also giving other people permission to do the same. So you're leading the way. For example, in your friendships, maybe the women around you don't know how to set boundaries and you start setting boundaries and all the while you begin to create a ripple effect and they begin to do the same thing because they see you doing it and you're now giving them the permission to step into their self-worth and to create boundaries. Or if it's in your marriage, maybe your husband has things that he would love to express to him, to express to you that he needs or wants but he doesn't know how to do so. But because now you're brave and you're working on your self-worth, that's going to bring that out of him. Because a little fun fact, in relationships, women are the emotional safety. Men are as well, but women are really the ones that hold the space for the man to come out and be vulnerable. And I am sure I've seen this happen with couples that I work with. Once the woman begins to express herself and she, what you would say, quote unquote, creates boundaries. The man steps up. He steps up in how he leads. He steps up in, in the things that he does for her because men are naturally wired to want to make their women happy. And he also starts opening his heart to communicating with her at a deeper level. So boundaries is a win-win. It's an exciting thing to create in your life. It creates safety. It creates trust. It creates connection. It creates community. So instead of looking at boundaries as, oh, it's a scary thing, look at it as you get to be the one that is the wave maker. You get to be the one that shows others a different way of doing relationships. So as you're working on your self-worth, what does God say about you? And this is where it's important to have those people in your life because when you want to fall back, because you're building a new muscle. So it's going to take time. And if you have those I'll give you an example of something that, that was a boundary in a huge boundary that I had to create in my life. So as you know, in my family, my family is Amish. And so there was a time for a year that I did not go home by my family. And that was more, I did that more or less because I needed to deal with my shit. And all the while God did like moved mountains in that process but I just knew that I could no longer go into my family with how I was like, I wasn't healthy for them and they weren't healthy for me. And I just had to walk away from it all and like face myself and deal with myself. And I wasn't willing to bow down to things that they were asking of me anyways. 
and I didn't know how to communicate. And so the way that I did it was I just disappeared. I just didn't come around for a year. And when I went back in to have a relationship with them, there was boundaries that needed to be created because things that how things worked prior were not going to work now, or I was not going to have a relationship with them. And so a boundary, a big one was my mother. And my mom is very much like, um, and as I say, you know, as those of you who know my journey, I no longer have my mother. I lost her in January and I love her dearly. She was a fierce woman. She was unapologetic about using her voice. Not that she necessarily always used her voice in a manner that was healthy, but she didn't know that she was with where she was at. And she was fighting a lot of things in the religion that she was in. However, she would bring up topics where she would come at me with things and she would want to bring up things that I was not going to discuss with her because I knew where it was going to go. I knew we were going to get into an argument. I knew there was no good ending coming out of it. It was going to be religion and I wasn't about to fight religion because if you go, if you're fighting religion and you fight through the Bible, it, it does nothing but create messy chaos and so every time she would start at me, I would have, I would look at her and I would be like, mom, listen, I love you, but we're not having this conversation in the beginning. Sometimes she would be like, but Leona, you got on. No, 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 no. And I would look at her and I'd say, mom, I would literally interrupt her because with my mom, you have to. And till I had her attention, then I would look at her in the eyes and I would say, I love you, but I am not having this conversation because you and I are not going to see eye to eye. And in order for us to have a relationship, we're going to have to be okay with not talking about these things. And especially when I was going through my divorce, because like divorce is like the ultimate sin with the Amish. And I brought great shame to my family. I already brought shame when I left. And then I pulled the ultimatum one off. I went through a divorce, which really did a number. And she was so upset with me. And I told her, I said, you have every right to feel how you feel, but I also feel how I feel. And I want to continue to have a relationship with you. But if this is a conversation that we're going to continue to have to go around, I'm not going to continue to have it. So you get to make a choice. Do you want me to continue to come home and we have a relationship, but we don't talk about the whole fact of divorce and in the Bible, because no matter what I say, you're not seeing it. And no matter what you say, I'm not going to see it. Do we want to drop the conversation piece and have a relationship? Or is this where you stand? And this is where I stand. And you would rather I just stay away. And she's like, no, I want a relationship with my daughter. I said, okay, I will have a relationship with you, mom. I would love to have a relationship with you, but we are not discussing divorce because you and I have to agree to disagree. I respect where you come from. You respect where I come from. And she dropped it. And there was a few times where she would make remarks and I would be like, mother. And then she would, towards the end, she would kind of have to smile. I was like, you know, and we would kind of crack jokes towards the end as well, because we got to that point. But in all of that being said, like my family in with that, 
I do anything and everything with my family. Like when we lost my mom, I was in the whole community. I was interacting with them. They had me help make decisions. My dad and my brother came to me for things. And I just recently traveled with my family. Like I do all the things. My sister-in-law and I, we go clean my dad's house. We have amazing conversations. We share our hearts with one another. We walk with one another. And God did a huge redemption process, a beautiful miracle. But there was a season that there was boundaries that got to be placed. But what did those boundaries create? Safety and connection in our relationships. And that is part of the reason why I have such a beautiful relationship with my family. It's not because it's all roses. We don't see eye to eye on everything. They still are like, don't ever get remarried. And what is Leona going to do? But get remarried. Because I break the rules. I'm not here for religion. But that is a monkey that we will work through at that time. But that's what I'm sharing this with you, that no matter where you are in your relationships, don't take your focus off the other people and go internal and start doing the inner work with yourself. Create the boundaries within yourself. To have the self, learn how to respect yourself. Stay, stay true. Stay true to yourself and what you stand for. Because that's also going to build an inner confidence within you. And it's going to help you take authority because you have authority in Jesus Christ. But if you are coming from a victim place, if you are coming from a wounded place, you're not walking in your authority. So you healing those parts of yourself and as you're walking through it and you're navigating, and if you have pushback, you want those people in your life that remind you, hey, you're a daughter of a king. You are worthy. You are loved. Your voice matters. And they help you navigate through the stories that you're believing. They help you unpack the stories that you're believing about yourself. And in all of that, just as a baby is birthed, spiritually, you are going to birth a new identity out of you. So yes, Queenus, get busy and creating those boundaries because now I am in a place in my life where I very seldom use words to speak, but people feel me. They know. If you know that you know me, I only take so much shit. And like my kids say, once she reaches that certain, there's a certain vibe she has, we know. Yeah. And I'm still growing in this though. I am not done with my journey. You and I are always growing in who God called us to be and your identity of who you are in Christ. That's what's beautiful. That's what's exciting. That's what's an adventure. You're never going to get bored because you're never just going to be there. You're always going to be uncovering and discovering and unraveling new parts and pieces of yourself. And you're always going to be experiencing life at newer, deeper levels. And your walk with God is going to go so much deeper and so much more passionate. And that's the thing is you creating boundaries is also going to connect you deeper to God because you're going to remove that shit that's sitting in you, that belief system that you have because your childhood shows up in your relationship with God. So that being said, Queen, go be unapologetic and go be yourself and have an incredible day.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.